Welcome back to the Girl No Talker Council podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ace. And I'm your host, McMillian. And we are back for another special episode with number eight. We're almost at to, we are, we are, we are almost to 10 of these things now. Mm-hmm. I'm getting close here. But as always, you would like to be a part of the council and join me and McMillian as we discuss all things anime, sometimes manga, then make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, as well as make sure to follow us on our social media so you can stay up to date on all things about the council. And with that being said, Council is now in session. Let the meeting begin. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today, we'll be doing a movie review of the Netflix movie, anime movie, Bubble. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a... It's a movie. I'll, I'll say that. It's a, it's a movie. <laughs> Give you a preview of the thoughts. <laughs> so it, it is a movie. Uh, so uh, this this is how this is going to go down. The first section of this um, review, if you will, will be our non-spoiler review f- for anybody who has not yet had a chance to watch the movie yet. Um, after that, we'll be going into our spoiler review part of the um, review here. Where we'll just be going into a deeper dive and you know into the movie, of course, and all of our thoughts and yeah and whatnot. So. If you don't want to be spoiled, then, you know, the first half is non-spoiler, but the second half will be spoiler. Mm-hmm. So, but we will let you know when that, when that part comes up though. Yep. So we're going to start us off. And, um, so what is the bubble movie of your ex? Our friend McMillian here will go ahead and tell us what that is. Oh, okay. He said, oh, okay. <laughs> Excuse me. I, said, I thought, uh, you were going to read off. So hold on one second. Okay. So basically, the story of Bubble is that uh, it's a story set in Tokyo uh, after bubbles that broke the law of gravity rained down upon the world. Um, they cut off they cut off Tokyo from the rest of the world and also made it so like it was a playground where a group of young people who had become orphaned or different disenfranchised by the bubble collapse, if you will, um, decide to you know take up life there and how best to do that. Parkour battle games, you guys, you guessed it. And uh, they basically, you know, as you develop into groups, do these battle games to either like curry favor between each other, get different like supplies and stuff like that. That's just basically their world. Um, the movie mm-hmm. focuses on a young uh, member of a group of uh, runners called Hib- uh, named Hibiki. Uh, he's the ace of this group, and he's known for his very dangerous playstyle. Uh, one day he makes a very reckless move by traveling atop Tokyo Tower where like gravity is super like mess up and transposed after hearing a song falls into like the bubble sea and it seems like it's almost over here for him until a young woman named Yuta uh saves his life. Um through the through the, basically after that we go through the events of the movie between uh where it focuses on Hibiki and Yuta's relationship as it develops and some interesting things happen along the way. <laughs> yeah, so that is that is the synopsis of the movie, if you will. Um, the, our main cast, the name of their group, is called the Blue Blazes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they wear these blue jackets and just you know regular black pants. That's their outfit. Um, and also, I would like to mention that how he um, McMillian mentioned that the bubbles do affect gravity. So here in this, um, I guess broken down Tokyo area. 
there are there are a lot of floating pieces of debris and other structures and whatnot just floating in the air due to the bubbles, you know, affected gravity and stuff like yeah, that, so which which adds onto the extra layer of the parkour. The parkour, yeah. Besides yeah. just regular running and jumping Assassin's Creed style, if you will, they have little <laughs> like. Uh, how, what kind of example? There's not really a game or I think a series that uses gravity for parkour, but like, uh, if I could a game, think, I mean, if you're thinking like a game, you know that that Sonic Riders game, Sonic Riders Zero Gravity. Oh yeah, I guess something like that, just without vehicles, uh, basically, <laughs> like where you can. There are parts of like the map that you can that are like either bu- then, a bubbles or b like floating structures of buildings. And then there's and also Gravity Rush. It's not parkour, but oh. But, I don't know how I didn't think of Gravity Rush, but yeah, that's I, that's one hundred percent. So ba- it basically, like really, that. the anime move is basically just Mirror's Edge and Gravity Rush, Rush kind of like mixed together, blended <laughs> uh, with a little hint of romance, uh, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so uh, before we go any further, I will one thing I do want to point out that visually the movie looks fucking great. Oh, um, stunning! Yes, Wit did a good job with that. The vi- um, if many of you know, many of you may not know. Wit is also the same studio. I'm gonna plug this in real quick. That did VV Fluorescent Eye Song. It's another anime that's out there. Um, if you haven't watched that, definitely go check that out. But this is not about that. But they also did that um anime, and you can you can kind of tell because the, basically they took the same animation style that they did for VV and basically used it for a bu- for the Bubble movie. Yeah, and, it's very and, it, and it really shows. It yeah, really very shows. beautiful shots. Very dynamic. Uh sequences that they pull off really well in this movie is if anything that this movie does execute on is the eye candy it's a feast for the eyes basically yes so i definitely wanted to point that out for when before we went any further visually the movie is great like nothing to complain about the in, in that aspect of the movie um going off from there so i guess to give a little bit more of the background um i overall as far as like what I did enjoy about the movie, the the parkour stunts were cool. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, you know, they they show you that right out the gate. The movie starts with the you know our first our team going against the other team. I think they were called the ninjas, and you yeah, immediately get so. to see how dangerous Yuki does in his with his moves and stuff like that because all his teammates are just you know running through, going from brick building to building and whatnot, and everybody mm-hmm. just wondering like, where the hell is Hibiki? Hibiki yet, and you just see this motherfucker at the top of a tower, tower. just all cool and shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing up there? Yeah, and <laughs> and then the motherfucker jumps off the building and lands on the bubble, bubble, and he just goes from there. Yeah, and he does that like right immediately after one of his other teammates gets uh, in in trouble. He ends up saving him, and then immediately after getting to the goal and winning it for them. So like, mm. you already get a sense from the get that like, oh, Hibiki's the the nonchalant badass <laughs> of this movie. Uh, and like it, like I said, like the parkour scenes, great. Honestly, it's really good. Uh, characters though, <sighs> I I'll say this: there are some characters you're gonna like. I feel like for one, I think uh, there's a scientist woman that helps out the Blue Blazers named Makoto. I like her character. I think she's fine, but she doesn't. Unfortunately for me, and maybe some of you, she doesn't really take up much else of the movie. She's like here, she he she's like here and there. Um. And I like the dynamic, I think, of the team overall, like the Blue Blazers. I think I think mm. people are going to really enjoy their dynamic. But when you get down to Yuta and Hibiki, the two 
uh, protagonists, our duo protagonists, it, it lacks. It 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 definitely does. Um, I mean, he they, he Biki shows us some some growth in this movie. He is not going to be none. I will say that. But mm-hmm. for me personally, I feel like the growth that he did have was kind of almost not genuine to a certain extent. It just came out of nowhere. I mean, they they kind of explain it, but like the reasoning they give is like, okay, um, <laughs> yeah, like. Hmm. It's how, like, all right. <laughs> how does that work? But, you know, moving forward, uh, after, you know, Hibiki's little accident, uh, because it happens pretty fairly early on in the movie, uh, when Yuta saves him, we, uh, the first thing that, like, is pointed out and, uh, about it is that, like, oh, Yuta decided to, not Yuta, Hibiki decided to go after the tower, Tokyo Tower, because he was there the day of the accident. And after the, the accident, he can hear songs coming from the bubbles, and that's what, like, spurred him to climb. After he falls down, a bu- you see like these bubbles rush towards him, and then they end up being this girl, which is Yuta. No one knows that for like anything out of the mo- movie. It's just like, oh, this random girl happened to save your friend, and then they are like, all right, let's train her up. No questions asked. And it was, it was really weird about the recruitment style is like it happened immediately after she fucked up their shit. Like she shows up and she's like, "I'm a break. I'm a fuck with your animals. I'm a fuck with your food that you're making. I'm gonna do all this shit." I mean, they're just like, "I will take her because she saved you." It's <laughs> a lot of this stuff in this movie is like, "Don't think about it too hard. Just go with it." <laughs> so I mean, well, now that you brought up Yuta, as far as you, the dynamic between Yuta and Hibiki, it, I, how do I describe this? Because it's, it's almost like. Their feelings for each other was uh, mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> go ahead and say it. go ahead and say it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it yet we'll wait we'll, we'll wait, but um, I don't think their relationship was the best like they could have no. shown off in this movie at all. Not I at would all. say that as far as the non spoiler and I'll get more into that in the spoiler section but um as far as the the dynamic, the dynamic between them two parkour wise they're on point, but I think oh, just yeah. relationship wise it was kind of weird to watch and it's almost like why are we is this is this really what's going on no, right mm-hmm. now? Is this really what we're doing? And I just think the whole their whole relationship dynamic, I think, could have been done a lot better in this movie. In my opinion, yeah, because in my anime has this problem where they'll give you a character that doesn't understand like what I want to say, life or how regular shit operates, and then gives you a total like loner person, and just is like now they are the focus of the movie or show. Enjoy it, and it's like yeah, I. But you're not giving me anything to attach on to, and like you're not giving me anything to be like, oh, they relate in this way, or Nothing. any type of shit like that. But somehow Nothing. they expect you to latch onto these characters, and unfortunately, like in most situations, it does not work. <laughs> Correct. Because like, uh huh. Uh well, all I was gonna say is like, there's a connection that this movie makes with the Little Mermaid story, and I feel like you know if you. If you grew up in the golden age, like the the silver age or I guess golden age of Disney, you've seen Little Mermaid, and there's obviously a connection between those two characters. But I feel like in here they don't even try to make that simple one, and it's just I don't know. It doesn't work in my opinion. <laughs> not not at all. And then on top of the characters, the main characters not meshing together. I think overall, 
as far as the, I guess, the message that they're trying to tell you in this movie. Me personally, I don't think there is one. I, I didn't I didn't get it. Like, I don't know what they was trying to convey to me in this movie at all. If they had a message, what they were trying to make me feel from this movie. I, I didn't get anything. I don't I don't. I don't know what I was supposed to, you know, take back from this movie yeah, other than I, it visually looks good and the parkour was fucking cool. And also, don't treat your friends like shit sometimes because, like, partway through the movie, we get introduced to the antagonist, I guess you could say, um, which is um, a separate team. I guess you can call them the antagonist. Which Why is not? a separate team of people called the Undertakers that have, like, advanced bubble... Uh, parkour gear, which they never explain where the fuck it comes from either. They did. Like, they did. did they? Oh, okay. They did. I was. I, I must yeah. have missed that because I was just like, "Where? Are, do they got a sponsor? Why do they have a sponsor? <laughs> Is this shit being televised? Where did? Huh? Yeah, like, we'll talk about that. But, but, yes, but they did explain. Yeah, where okay. They got it well, from. excuse me, y'all. Don't, don't. This anger is misdirected. Then, but. <laughs> Like they're 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 a team with better gear and stuff like that, and they're and they're showing out. And I feel like the movie is trying to make you like these are the bad guys, but in reality, like they, what have they done except style on people? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like like that's all they did. And then they called out our main group. I mean, granted, they do put people in danger because like their tactics aren't really the friendliest, but no one dies from their antics. And they need they they don't even make it sound like people have gotten really hurt from what they do either well the i guess the mentor of the group if you will he was hurt by you know during the accident but it wasn't due to the racist though it was because he was off being a dumbass yeah like hibiki was (laughs) well i'm saying like for the undertaker specifically like them them sent propping them up as antagonists i don't think they did a good job of that yeah and then on top of that so let's so i want to touch upon this part real quick too but so um these kids, they're not supposed to be in, in this in this area. Basically, like a, a big bubble dome has is covering Tokyo. And they basically have, you know, fled Tokyo, all the citizens and stuff, and they just, you know, blocked it off. Nobody's supposed to be in there. But like Mimili said, due to the fact that um the bubble calamity, if you will, um a lot of the kids lost their parents and stuff like that. So and they, they like- just trying to find their way by doing this parkour stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the way that they actually get food and stuff is through the fucking parkour battles, but nobody ever explains where the hell this food is coming from. Like, so we're, yeah, we're okay. And, we're and we're big, already. And, and, um, and if I and just to piggyback off it, just real quick, another that's also a huge problem I have with this movie, and it's like the stakes are high and everything else like that. When re, in reality, if people didn't want to be here, they could just they could go just somewhere. Leave. They could leave. It doesn't say that they can't. In fact. There's a point in this movie where people come in and then leave. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just like so. My thing is like, where where is the food coming from? And then why are we? I guess why are we fighting for the food? In my in my opinion, we're already living in the area where nobody else is fucking living it. Why are we making it harder on ourselves by fucking fighting for the food if the food is already coming from a, a separate source? Because they got to be getting this shit from somewhere. So, yeah. I mean, but I guess. It adds a little bit of, you know, fun to it, if you will. I mean, this again, I feel like, not to beat a dead horse, but I just feel like this movie was like, I have a cool idea. <laughs> let's let's run with it, but let's, let's not develop it at all. Like, because like, at the time, if you think for like five minutes about anything in regards to like the parkour game or like 
why these people are struggling in this area, quote unquote, you'd be like, well, they could just leave. This could be solved by doing this. Why don't the parkour people like try it? It could be a team effort to try and climb the tower and research if that's really like what they want. But they again, they never address it. So never. And it's just like Makoto is supposed to be in here like studying the fucking tower or whatnot. But she's quote unquote like using the races to kind of like do that. But like you said, if they really wanted to, they could have just sent people in there to fucking research it like why are we using children now, that's in here for fun to now, research the fucking tower like I, what are we doing now before someone gets on my case in the comments about this yes i do know that there are spider webs which is what they call black holes uh, uh that affect the tower area i get that but if you've watched this movie and by the end of it then you know that those can be avoided <laughs> so Again, and then it, like I don't know, like they, like I said, if you think about certain parts of this movie for longer than just five minutes, you get like you'd be like, "What? Why is that an issue?" Or like, "What's yeah. going on?" Or like, or for instance, me when the Undertaker showed up, I'm like, "So why don't everybody have this? Or why is it not legal?" <laughs> <laughs> that part, like, why are we allowing them to use these in these races? Like, right. nobody, if, if nobody's saying nothing about this, it's just like, oh yeah, we're gonna race against them, and we know they have technology and shit to help them and, out. And we know, and and before someone says, oh, there's no regulations, we know there are regulations because there's a system of betting. And <laughs> if they cheated, I'm pretty sure they would not give them the fucking supplies that they won from these fights. So I'm just like, it's some, no one's gonna reel in the people with superior technology that just randomly show up. Correct. Cool, I guess. Like, yeah, uh, it's weird. And then, on, then my last grief I really have with this movie is none of the side characters are interesting at all. Oh, none of them. Yeah, I, um, I'd argue that none of the main characters are interesting. <laughs> but we'll get into why I say that later. <laughs> none of the side characters are interesting. They don't. They they first of all, they barely even go dip deep into any of the other teams, so we don't really get to see how any of those dynamics are, except for. The leader of one of the other teams, which is called the um the Mad Lobsters, is just a this guy's fucking sniffing a a sponge or something. We don't know why he's sniffing the sponge. I assume it's to get high or something like that because I just I don't know what else you would life, be sniffing the sponge. Life for. is hard in this bubble world. I I can only parkour and do flips so much for the reasons <laughs> that I'm here in the first place. Even though I could leave, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> So, yeah, we got this weird guy that's out here sniffing sponges, and then just the rest of the, the other teams, just non-compelling, just, just not interesting at all, at fucking all. And it just cl- it's clearly that the Blue Blazers are the best team in this fucking bowl, and it's just like, why are we even racing at this point? Like, they didn't, they, they don't lose. They don't right, lose. That, at least to, from what we saw, they don't lose. We don't know if they lost any matches prior to anything like that or something like that. But yeah, because one another thing that I have, I think that could have made this movie more interesting is give Hibiki rivals besides just like these people with superior technology. But like there could be other people on different teams that are just as skilled, if not no more. So that could have been a whole thing because that would have gave Yuta even like a bigger purpose for why she could have been on their team other than just like, oh, we got two cracked out OPS runners. Put them on the team. Yes, that makes sense. But in reality, you didn't have to. You could have just kept your one and been just as good. But Just as good. Uh, I, 
But I digress. But let, I digress. yeah, let's let's move past that. And try to get to the end, and then we'll get to our spoiler section. So, like by the end of the movie, uh, after the team deals with the Undertakers, Utah has to return to Bubbleopolis. <laughs> Some shit. I don't know what to call the the mass, but basically, she has to go back to being who she was before she became like the, took on this human form. Um. The. Be- and while this is happening, the bubble, the bubble calamity or whatever seems to be starting again and causing like some crazy stuff. And Hibiki and his team decide to be like, oh, it has to do something with you. So we need to go get her. And a lot of stuff happens. And I is don't. It's not spoilers. Small spoilers. I guess small. Excuse me if I am giving too much. I'm just saying, like by the end of it, there's stuff that happens, and she kind of has to return to being a non-human thingy. But we don't say why, so I'm just gonna. (laughs) uh, And by the end of it, stuff happens, and then after the climax, we get a resolution to where the bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I oh, mean, you get you get the climax yeah. and the resolution and in my opinion it's not deserved it's not I, I, forgive me for if i got a little bit spoiler on that part i do apologize yes so uh, with that being said just overall for the non-spoiler sections um the the visuals animations fucking amazing. That's probably the best part of the fucking movie. The soundtrack is also dope. I will give them that. I do think yeah. the soundtrack did fit the movie very well. Um, the characters, basically all of them, really. I don't think any of them was really that interesting at all. Um, and then just for me, the overall story and message. I don't think there was one for this movie at all. I basically. What would you rate it? Before we get into it, what would I rate it? Mm-hmm. I was telling you million this. I, I I have to get. I was gonna rate it a five, but just because it looks so damn good, I have to at least give it a six. So I'll give it a six. A six. Okay. So before we get to sports, I'll do my little thing. So basically, I, I agree with Ace. The story and the characters don't really hold up. I feel like, and the majority of things, like there are things I feel like they could have done to make it more, uh, illustrious. Like have they could have instead of like ha- giving people the option to go back into the bubble, they could have just been like, oh, certain people are trapped in here, and this is how they decide to spend their time and other stuff like instead of just being like hey you can go and leave at any point um and then the characters don't really stand out they don't really give them much other than like even hibiki and yuta who are supposed to be our protagonists their relationship is supposed to be like the thing that like holds your attention but in a lot of ways like you just be like okay if this was real would they really be acting like this and i know anime is supposed to be like suspicion of disbelief but that i, I those two, I just got it, it doesn't they don't even feel like they gel well a lot of times because they don't show like the similarities other than they're like I admire this person and the other person kinda just tolerates it and then somehow that develops into a loving relationship. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it but, but the the highlights of it are the animation, the soundtrack, and just the the premise is a strong premise. It, oh, it's yes. really interesting. Like, yes. The the idea, I will say that the idea of the world is fucking cool. I I will give them that, but I just don't think 
they hit on a good story, like at all. Like, mm-hmm. and for that reason, I'd also probably have to give it a six. Like, this is a very this is something I would probably be like turn on in the background or like I don't have anything to do and I want something to look at. This is that movie. Yeah, but the visuals and the soundtracks and, and like just the the premise is interesting enough to be to grab your attention and be like oh this is an above average movie like Correct. it's not it's not something that you'll be like you'll walk you'll probably walk away from it being like oh wow i got no- i i got <laughs> nothing out of that but at least but the thing is at least you enjoyed it like Correct. most most like for me a five is like wow that was a movie I got nothing from that. Like that took that's that that took hours from me. Yeah. <laughs> Basically what I told Million, it's not a bad movie, but it's not a great movie. movie. Yeah. It's 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 like slight it's slightly above average. So that's why I was like, it's either you can either give it a five and a half or a six, and I'd be totally okay with it. Some people I've been seeing online, some people are giving it a seven. I don't think I'd give it that far because seven is usually like slightly I mean, above. S- Seven average. is the the max. I would I wouldn't go no further. Than yeah, that. if I, I did if, give it a seven, but no, like, I wouldn't go no further. I, than in that. my opinion, this is only slightly above average, and it's not Correct. like above seven is seven and eight is usually like above average. Nine or tens are like yeah, I you know, you. up there. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah so but, this was the end of our non spoiler part of the movie. Um, sorry, we are now heading spoiler. into <laughs> yeah, yes. just a little. Are, I apologize. It's just a little, but we are now heading into the spoiler part of our movie. So if you have not yet seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, now is your chance to click off the video and come back later. But if you don't, you know, if you don't care about spoilers or if you don't plan on watching it at all and whatnot, and you're just here just to listen to us talk, then, you know, by all means, you know, this is the spoiler part of the movie and mm-hmm. we're going to get into it now. So, so we can finally start talking about a little bit more of why these issues are the way they are and I'm just I'm just gonna hit start wait, wait, this wait. motherfucker fell in love <laughs> with bubbles. With a bubble. I was gonna do a countdown there. It was gonna be like five, four, three, okay they go. It's bubble the, pedophilia. Okay. Uh that girl, I don't know how old she is. I don't know how old the bubble is. I just know that she created her human body in a day and immediately we get to see them dirty macaroni. Bubble pedophilia <laughs> This motherfucker fell in love with Bubbles. And I, okay, so I was explaining, like, I don't think their dynamic between their relationship was real at all. Let me explain why. So, throughout the movie, we found out that um hibiki has a hearing disorder and he's, he's, he's had, he has hypersensitive ears. Yeah. And throughout when he was young, I think his fucking it, it appears that his fucking mother left him. I think that's what it looked like that his yeah, mother I left him. I think that's what, and, they, they, they didn't really that. fully explain that, but from what how they depicted it, it looks like after his mother tried, you know, taking him to all these different doctors and shit like that, but he was just never getting better. And it just appears that she fucking left him. Now, it wasn't really confirmed, but that's that's just how, that's how I viewed it. And for one, that's fu- that's fucked up. Mm-hmm, definitely. That, that's that's fucked up. You mean to tell me you leave. First of all, you lift your child just because he has hypersensitive ears. Like, come on now. Like, that's. That's number one. That that's kind of fucked up in itself. But mm-hmm. through through that anyway. So he has hypersensitive ears, and that's why he you know he he was always wearing these headphones that you see with him on. After, there's there's an event in the movie where after 
Um, so Makoto ends up getting snatched by the Undertakers, and that's how they made the Blue Bases challenge them to a, a battle and whatnot. Um, I we'll talk about that race a little bit later, but push come to shove, the Blue Bases win, and they end up getting Makoto back. This is this is also the same time where Yuta stars in her first parkour race. Once again, visuals and the running, the Parker part of the movie, it's fucking cool. I was, I, mm-hmm. I got to give it that. But however, after that fucking scene is what make fucking Hibiki just all of a sudden just, oh yeah, I don't have this hearing disorder anymore. Because we saved Makoto and I just feel such strong attraction to Utah, I, my ears are fine now. Yep. They're good to go. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't need these headphones anymore. One hundred percent. Don't make no damn sense. It, it. It don't make no damn sense. Also, also let to get past that. Let's go to the problem of the relationship as a whole. They don't. Utah doesn't understand how to physically talk. For the majority of this movie, she is mute. Now, I'm not saying that you can't fall in love with someone because they cannot physically speak. But he named her. And I'm gonna be real with you. That the at first is it felt like more of a brother sister relationship than it felt like a love interest type thing. And I don't know where it switched. I really do not. Because up until even like up until her disappearance, they didn't even they didn't even show anything. Like, uh, was it legitimate? I think Makoto had sits down with them has a, a a lesson about the how the golden spot the. Spiral is in every mm-hmm. aspect of creation. Like you can find it in almost throughout the world. And I'm like, oh, we're getting into like maybe some like origin stuff with the bubbles that don't go no further. And then None. and then they have the the running the match with uh with the Reapers. They do that really. They do that alley oop move to win. And after that, they don't even. <laughs> there's like no romantic stuff that happens. They, everything that they do could be summarized as either good, really good friends, or brother sister relationship. Because the only time that they even show like Hibiki being exasperated over uh, Yuta is when she disappears. Correct. And then another like on on top of that, basically how he even more basically fell in love with her is. So we mentioned how Yuta, Hibiki hears this tone if you will that's coming from the tower it fucking turns out it just fucking turns out that this tone that he has been hearing was juta all along and now let me even back i I, I have to even back in the beginning because i yeah this one i'm getting to now let me i gotta touch upon this so the bubbles come right the the bubbles come into the fucking world and it is all happy go lucky and, and whatnot and but basically what made the bubbles go fucking crazy is because when when the bubbles started falling, Yuta, not Yuta, Hibiki could hear Yuta singing and whatnot. And he was Hibiki's in the fucking tower at the time. And he reaches out to fucking Yuta and while she's in bubble form. He doesn't know that it's Yuta or whatnot. He just knows it's a fucking bubble. But he reaches out to the fucking bubble like, oh, it's you all along. I can hear you. Like, okay. But that instance right there, for whatever reason. Piss the bubbles off and set off the whole bubble the calamity. The whole they set off the whole thing. It, it they never fully explain why, other than the whole little mermaid type situation thing that they had going on. The it, the reason for why the bubbles got upset when 
at that well really even that doesn't fucking explain it because at that point Yuta wasn't gone anywhere all she did was go talk to this little boy you mean to tell me her talking to this little boy pissed y'all off the, like I, 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 another, I don't, I don't a, understand another part about that just in case we uh, that uh, we didn't explain the bubbles have feelings because apparently they're they might be ghosts Maybe they they mention it like one uh, as an oh, offshoot oh, yeah, one oh, time. Yeah. And, oh yeah, and just fucking apparently the bubbles are sentient. Fucking apparently <laughs> the bubbles are fucking sentient. I mean, granted, you kind of get that from Utah's thing, but like the fact that they might be people or souls of people is just wild, and it doesn't explain anything at all. Because again, the bubbles are supposed to be a random phenomenon. How the hell did souls of people get trapped in them? And how yeah. did that? How does that start bu- being bubbles? <laughs> yeah, so, so the whole reason the bubble catastrophe even happened is is dumb as fuck in my opinion. Like the bubbles basically legit got mad because you two went and talked to fucking Hibiki, Hibiki as a child. That, that, that's it. That's it. That's legit. What the and, fuck happened? And by the and, end, uh huh. And, and and then the way the so- solution to that was after they see the teamwork, I guess between Hibiki, his friends, and the will, the lengths he will go to to have relations with this bubble. The other bubbles are like, "We respect you now." Disappear, and then it just brings the bubble down over Tokyo, and people are now allowed to go back and resume their lives as the bubbles. They're still around, but it's no longer enveloped over Tokyo, and it's the the, the gravitational stuff seems to have calmed down a bit, but. I don't. You never understand. You never figure out exactly what the reason why the bubbles were mad in the first place to cause a calamity, other than the use of thing. And then wh- why did seeing a boy want to have romantic relations with the bubble calm the other bubbles down? Wouldn't you get more mad if talking caused you to get upset? Why would a man wanting to love a bubble solve the issue? <laughs> uh. Uh. I don't I don't know. But yeah, like I said, just the the whole fucking storyline is just it was convoluted. It was all over the place. And like I said, I I, I received nothing. I, I don't if please, if anybody down in the comments or whatnot can tell me what the hell the message of this movie was, I'm all, I'm all ears. Because if you ask me, there I, is no message. Yeah, the message I, is pretty visuals and parkour. That's yep. the message of the movie. Mm-hmm. And the and mixed with the Little Mermaid, mixed with the Little Mermaid. Uh, yeah, I don't. I really there's not much else we could say. I'm I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we didn't touch on that was in the spoiler part. Um. Uh, well, we, yeah, we could touch upon this. Um. So yes, they did because we, since we talked about it, then we got to talk about it now. So yes, they did explain um where those where the Undertakers got the fucking boots from. They oh. do. They did have sponsors, and they it is because they were live streaming the events of the fucking bubble. What was going on inside the bubble and whatnot, and through that they got they was getting sponsors and stuff like that, and that's also so their team was doing that specifically. Yes, their team was doing. I don't know why I don't remember that, but if anything, people, this should go to show you that this movie is not that good. That's a big (laughs) part, and I didn't even remember that. And also, how the hell did they work that out again? The fact that people can enter and leave the bubble shows that more sponsorship can happen. Why aren't the other kids getting deals? How the. I mean, I guess technically, you know, only a finite amount of people even know what the hell is going on inside the bubble. Like, the, whoever's just, like, watches the Undertaker live streams, they will be the only people that, that really knows what's going on inside the bubble. Everybody else, you know, they 
they well, fucking left. You know, I'm why the fuck say, I'm gonna stay? But I'm saying like if it's popular enough for them to create new technology, for them to create Air well, Jordan okay, well, okay, bubble, well, well, for, for them to create bubble Air Jordans, it has well, to well, be when you, popular. When you put it, when you put it like that, right? Like when you put it like and that, shouldn't they be winning more? Like shouldn't this be like a legendary team? Because halfway through, when they show up, I don't. It seems like they didn't even know the people didn't even know who the fuck they were. <laughs> yeah, when when you put it like that, and then I guess. Overall, I don't like I said there, there was no stakes for this movie because even like in the climax part of the movie, where the bubbles were basically they gave you to a vision like if you don't come back we just gonna fuck Tokyo up even more. Tokyo's already fucked up. What's gonna happen if you fuck it up even more? Nothing. Who's gonna care? I mean, I mean these kid these random children will die, but other than that, it like it's a it, the fact that people can enter and leave. Is really a big issue because it just makes the bubble calamity not a thing. <laughs> like, um, where were there were no stakes for this movie? Yeah, like I said, like with the I have to save my bubble girlfriend. Yeah, uh, don't fall in love with bubbles, people. That's all I've basically found out from this movie, and also that apparently, I mean, like also makes a big deal the spiral thing and the Little Mermaid. But again, those things don't by the end of the movie, th- those things don't have payoff. It, they, they don't. It's, I at least have to ask this question because you know my 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 thing with movies is at least if you have a good climax that can save some of your movie. How do you feel about the climax? Of I the thought movie? It, it okay if you're not paying attention and you don't and you it and you're not looking for like them to be going against an antagonist or anything like that. It's great. The like I said, the soundtrack and the visuals really helped this movie because I was tapped in for it. I, but in my head the whole time I'm thinking like, wow, this is amazing. What the fuck are we doing this for again? <laughs> because she can't come back. We know she can't come back. So what are we doing? Because by the end of the movie, it was just so he could say goodbye. That's a lot to do for a nigga to just say goodbye to a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it yeah, looked good. It sounded great. It yeah. got me hyped. Oh yeah, and then, and then another thing that you wanted to touch upon as well is you mentioned that how at the end of the the race with the Undertakers, like you know they do that little alley oop scene where um Hibiki grabs onto Yuta and she throws he throws her to the flag and but when he when oh! he does that part of her arm disappears and just magically nobody I caught that no one no one else, like. I don't even did the blue blazes even see it because by that no. at the end she disappears from that and then she goes to that she goes back, but how? Especially if this gets live streamed. This movie has a lot of plot holes, and you should probably think, "Wow, you're really passionate about this. Why is it not lower than a five, or why is it not a five? And it's simply because the the the, the other stuff really brings it up to the point where it's like this is above average because most movies i think are average don't i'm not tapped in and i was tapped in for the later half for parts of this movie like i was fully paying attention it's just if you think about it just a little bit more you'd be like this has like no ground to stand on like at all and like the bubbles come out of nowhere they don't explain what the hell the bubbles even fit they don't even say like what the bubbles fucking want I, I can understand. Why do they want I, anything? I, 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 I don't I, like. I can understand you tell, not telling us where the hell they came from, but they don't even tell us what the fuck the bubbles want from us. Like the reason why they are here on Earth. Why do we they, don't even get that? Why do they want anything? We we don't even get that. Why are they? Why has their goal not to go expand outside of Tokyo? Who 
who that part as well because like like you said when they first came to earth they was all over the world but then after they got pissed off that oh, oh <laughs> it was were they all over Utah. the world i don't yes, remember them saying that oh, okay yes. i don't remember them saying that i just remember them Saying that the bubble calamity specifically affected Tokyo the worst. Well, it, yeah, it specifically affected Tokyo. But when the bubbles first showed up, they they appeared all over the world. But for whatever reason, they Tokyo was it. Hibiki, we again, don't like you. Bubble explosion. Yeah. So again, it, 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 the movie doesn't have a lot to stand on. Um, there's not much else I can say. You got anything more? I mean, other than like I said, just the whole the bubbles. Why are they here? What are we doing? What, what we do doing? they want? And okay, they're sentient, but my, my I, I, the real the, like I said, the real thing that really just pissed me off is just you mean to tell me y'all blew up Tokyo because one of your bubbles was just talking to a human? That like that's all that happened, and, and they somehow and decided that to stop. Alone pissed you off, <laughs> confuses the fuck out of me, and and the fact that they decided to stop because. He showed he was pretty determined for that bubble is wild is even wilder because I just feel like would you not get more upset if that talking part. to one and and then gave you the, the relationship between Yuta and Hibiki just feels so goddamn fake to me. And Again, they don't do anything to show you that they care about each other. Nothing. This more this than motherfucker just fell in love with her because she could sing and she was the he was she was the fucking bubble that he met. That almost how many, got how many years ago? That yeah, that upset the other bubble so much that he almost died as a child as a result. The, yeah, it doesn't. Yes. Look, I, this movie is a drug trip, and I encourage you to watch it with a friend so you can make fun of it, so you can get even more enjoyment. But other than that, if you decide if you're if you did watch it and you liked it and you thought it was better than a six, please let us know why. <laughs> also, yeah. Also, let us know. You know, if you had one, you know, who was your favorite character? Um, because personally, I don't feel like I got attached to anybody in this movie. Yeah, I, I, because I, they, nobody did anything. Nobody did nothing in this movie. Yeah, at all. It, it was just a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, with that being said, I um, go ahead and take us off on out of here. So as always, guys, appreciate you for watching this last listen for my YouTube uh watchers. You know, please like, comment, subscribe. Let us know your thoughts about you know bubbles and relations. Uh, if you've ever fallen in love with a bubble, because uh, it'd be wild. Uh, for my audio-only listeners, uh, you know, uh, consider giving us a follow, as well as letting other people know about us and uh, giving us a uh, review. Uh, if you want to stay up to date with all things about the council, please follow us on Girl Otaku Council on Instagram and Girl Otakus on Twitter. Uh, as always, guys, enjoy your week. Enjoy <laughs> your anime movies that hopefully have nothing to do with bubbles. And, uh, yeah, just you know, take care of yourself. This is Gurren Otaku Council saying meeting adjourned. Peace. Stay away from the bubbles. <laughs>